Hi and welcome to You Can't See That um, podcast at Prickly Thistle. Today I have the wonderful Maria with me. It's Susan here. And firstly, Maria, before we talk about what you're actually doing here, would you like to tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. Hi. I'm very happy to be here today. So my name is Maria. I'm from Portugal. I have just recently graduated from the University of Stirling in a biology course. And in my search for the master's degree that I was going to do, I was going to I want I, I still want to specialize in sustainability and businesses, but my path went a different way and then I started to look for placements or projects that are related to sustainability and I found this at Prickly Thistle. So I've been here for a month now and I came to work on the United Way School Uniform Projects. Amazing. (laughs) So I am here at Prickly Thistle and I work here as well and I know a little bit about this project. Um, I love the name United by School Uniform. School uniforms are a big thing aren't they really? And, you know, if I, I know I've got grandchildren, I had children. If I look at the money that I had and that my family spends on school uniform every year, it's ridiculous, really. Yeah, it's a and, and during the summer as well, I had a friend whose daughter was just going, going into high school. I won't say which school it was. Mm-hmm. And she had all her uniform bought, and that was wonderful. And then the week before they were the school was going back um, they all got an email saying that shoes had to be only black they couldn't oh. be black and white like previous so of course most of the, the kids from that school bought, had bought Converse yeah. because that was the thing and they, and they had to go away and buy black shoes so I think this is part of it but I don't know much about what you're doing so <laughs> would you like to explain the United by School Uniform, because that is what we should be. Do we actually need a school uniform, Maria? Well, that's a big question for the not just the Scottish government, but really worldwide. A lot of schools still require school uniforms. I grew up not having to wear a uniform, and I never felt a difference as to why it should exist. But again, I, I have never had the experience of actually wearing a school uniform. So I'm a bit biased in that answer of saying I personally don't think we need because I never wore it and I'm, and I'm fine. I graduated. I have friends yeah. and, and it didn't seem like a big deal at the time. But I understand why some cultures might be hesitant of keeping uniforms because some research does say that it might unite students. It might unite. Um, it might improve the grades. But there's also other research that says otherwise. And it's just a, an elitism kind of way of approaching into education. So it's it's not it's kind of segregating between. Well, it's good because I feel like if you can't afford a special type of brand and it makes everybody equal, but in no other way, it's kind of separating everybody. So I'm not sure the benefits from it, but uh, unfortunately, we cannot fight against the whole world with this uh, issue. But we do, or what we're trying to do is to change the system of it. So uh, as you know, the fashion industry are, is really, really bad for the planet. I think it's from my research that I've been doing is the second world yeah. world's largest polluter in the whole world. It's so it's a, it's huge. Crazy. And, and this is not just relating to your normal daily clothes, it's to your school uniforms too, because students wear this uniform for at least thirty to forty hours, even more fifty hours a week. So yeah. it's it's a really big deal. And a lot of companies are starting to change the way in which normal clothes are made, making for more organic materials or making them more sustainably but 
why should we or why should we only focus on the daily daily life clothes when we should also be focusing on the school uniforms so what claire decided was she wanted to to change this approach and create a different project to change the system in the way that we don't create anything new at all we take what already exists already uni already existing uniforms and white fabrics and depending on the school uh, colors but usually it's black and white so we take all these existing fabrics we take them apart and we create new uniforms so the whole idea of the school unit or united by school uniform project has different different parts to it well one of them is to create the system in which all the schools, not just in Scotland, but everywhere in the world can adopt. It's like a simple system. It's a, a class or a part of the curriculum in which the students take old garments, take them apart and create their own uniforms. So it gives them a chance to be creative, gives them personality. And it's not just a standard tie jumper uniform that you see in every single school. It's completely created, completely different. It's, they're putting their heart into it and expressing themselves through the uniform because it's something they wear every day so we're trying to make this system as simple as possible and one of my jobs is to create this big document for the government to say why this should happen and what are the benefits of it so we've partnered with one school and we're working with the students in one of the classes to see how this will be going so because this is the pilot project it can be a bit difficult because yeah. there's <laughs> nothing been done about this is like i think from my knowledge I think it's the first project around the entire world that we're doing this something like amazing. this. Yeah. So it's really exciting to be part of this pilot project and to hopefully make a big, big change. And we're allowing students to put their creativity into something that they're actually going to use. And it's the idea of if you make something for yourself, if you make it for yourself, you give a different value to it. You appreciate things more. Once you know how things are made, you start yeah. to look at things differently, not just your clothes, but your food or your furniture, everything in the world. So if you actually know what's behind the scenes of where it's made, who made it, because it's a big issue as well in the fashion industry, yeah. who's been making it, which countries are making it, the condition in which the workers are working in. So if they know where things are coming from, hopefully we'll change this idea and start this bigger movement, not just in this one school, but hopefully a global movement uh, yeah. everywhere. Amazing. <laughs> that is just amazing. Um. And I'm sure that the school children are enjoying this um, as well and making them think. In a previous life, I used to have a boutique mm -hmm. and um, part of it was pre-loved and upcycled mm -hmm. clothes. The other part was Scottish designers. Um, but I too went out to schools and, and uh, children were really, really interested in the fact that fashion is the second biggest blue shirt no one had ever told them that yeah no one had ever made them stop and think oh my god that's fast fashion mm -hmm. not really and you know stacy dooley did start talking about it but we were out there before that um and this generation of teenagers are very receptive to saving our planet and i think it's also because they're growing with it i mean i'm not much yeah. older than the than the students we're working with, but uh, older generations and the young, it, there's a big difference in, in the sense because of social media and and the way that things are being perceived. And even if they're not following um, environmental pages or they're watching environmental news, 
they still hear the save the planet or save the turtles or don't use the straw. So they, there's still yeah. things that they're learning and, and growing with it. So I feel like that's one of the reasons why they can be a bit more perceptive to it because it's something they're already growing with. But if you ask, for example, people in the old generation as to let's save the planet, they say, oh, no, I'm not going to be here. There's not my problem. I'm done. Yeah. So it's that big. Uh, you can see that different shift in mentality from, from the younger generation to the older one for example because they're they're growing they're part of this they're yeah that's all they know they don't know anything else other than that so what school has this been piloted at? so we're doing it fortress academy okay and, and how has it been received so far so good i mean we only had the first session with the students uh last not last week not last week the week before because these two weeks have been on holiday and uh so we just went to meet them there's six of them we just went to meet them i had mm-hmm. a little presentation claire and i presented it just to explain to them the the project and we're trying to make it uh as simple as possible in the way that uh, they will be engaged because I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges. You know, teenagers have better things to do than, yeah. than thinking about the planet. They have play football, they have to do TikToks and all that yeah. stuff. So it's to make it in a way that is uh, simple and interesting and to make them enjoy. So one of the things we're doing is we're comparing it to the Lego. So um, mm-hmm. Prickly Thistle makes their garments out of squares and rectangles. Everything is out of... Uh, straight at shapes there's no cutting curves or anything so there's no waste in fabric so that's the same concept we're adding on to this project is we're taking all these garments making into straight edge shapes mm-hmm. and they can create the uniforms out of that in the way that later on if one of the fabrics is uh, worn out or has a hole or something happened you can literally take the piece apart and create something new it's just like legos legos Fantastic. you have a bunch of legos you can create infinite amount of things you have an instruction yeah. manual sure you can follow it you can make the house or the boat or whatever it's supposed to be but really you don't have to do that it's you can create a treehouse you can create a restaurant you can create literally yeah. anything out of the base shapes and that's what we're trying to to show them that it's 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 as easy as that it's it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to be this monster seven heads it's really just legos of taking old garments apart and we're making it fun because i mean if I, when i was in school i never had these kind of glasses no, i wish me. i had it yeah absolutely <laughs> so I, but i think one of the hardest challenges is to um have them interested because as much work as i can do the project is mostly dependent on them on the success yeah. of this project so it is my job to show them this is really really cool and and yeah and we can make and they're being the first people to do so. Hopefully, when this project is bigger, they're gonna think back and say, oh. "I was part of that. I was the first yeah, person." Yeah, I first started to, this. Yeah, yeah and, and and yeah, I wonder if the if they'll embrace the fact that yeah. they're the first. That would be a great thing to get them excited yeah. about. But uh, I'm sure you and your enthusiasm <laughs> will um excite them. Anyway, so you've got three months. Yes. Yeah, not so- long. Yeah, it's not a long time. Of course, the project will not be completed in, in the three mm. months. But I think the my job now is to really start it up and get things going and create this, this document for the government and start uh, to put as much information on it. So all I've been doing or most of what I've been doing this past month is doing a lot of research. And, and this is not my field. I, I mean, I never studied fashion or the yeah. industry or so this is really new to me. So I'm doing a lot of research and applying my knowledge of sustainability into the concept so I'm just learning about the, the the government laws about sustainability, what they're trying to do and how we can implement them and how we can show them that this project can fit into their their mission of of their goals and how we can it's it's a win win because we reduce the waste of fabrics 
and we make uniforms free because we're not parents don't need to buy anymore uniforms. Yeah. Like you were saying, they're really expensive, and why would you need to make new ones when you already have them? So it's just literally taking them apart, cutting them up, and making it fit to your child. And you can use uniforms from two-year-olds. You just have to put a bunch of them together. Yeah. So it, it becomes free. It's it's accessible. It's fun. It's creative. Something different. Something we've never seen. I know a lot of people can be a bit hesitant about change and going outside of their box. But I think this would be a good thing. And, and you learn from challenges. You go up a step further once you hit a hurdle. So I think Absolutely. this would be a, be a big... I, I, I have big hopes for this project oh, and I think it will go really well if, yeah. if the students are, are engaged with it. So hopefully it will go well. And the more you're talking about it, the more I think it will as well. <laughs> and I think, you know, thinking about, um, you know, t- a teenager or just children and teenagers, they like to be a bit different. Yeah. They'll do things with their uniform to, to give themselves mm-hmm. a little bit of identity. So yeah. I am sure that if they can... If they still have to stick to their school colours, fair enough. But if they can adapt yeah. and really funk up yeah, yeah. what they are wearing, I'm sure they will embrace I think so. it. And one of the examples, Claire made two, two samples of them, and, and the headmaster said that as long as they have the tie on the uniform, I don't care how, then, for example, Claire sewed up the tie on top, on front of the jumper. So they're not they're wearing it, but they're not wearing yeah. it, if that makes sense. It's like a creative way to to still adhere to the school uniform and to the school uh, regulations, but in a creative way that they want to do it. And it's going to be different. Everybody's going to be in their own uniform, which is, I think, fantastic. And I wish I had that in, if I, I had to wear uniforms in school. Yeah, me too. I actually went to Fortress <laughs> Academy oh, okay. <laughs> a long, long, oh, long really time ago. And they're still wearing the same uniform, yeah. I think, I do believe. Um, so I can see the excitement and, and you know, and I, it's wonderful and it's wonderful you're here and I am sure that all of these um, children or teenagers mm-hmm. that you are working with will be very much inspired so. by you. I love the fact that you're a biologist. <laughs> Thank you. And I know it's really strange to say I'm a biologist now. Yeah. <laughs> But isn't it? It, it? it just shows you how diverse yeah. the world can be and how how important sustainability mm-hmm. is. So finally, can you see, what does Scottish government sustainability policy look like? So the, I was just reading about it actually, and they have a lot of plans. They have like the, the 2030 agenda in which they have goals they want to achieve by 2030. They have this... Um, circular economy scheme that they implied in the or they put into place in 2016 and I was reading the what they've achieved so far and a lot and it seems positive they've reduced a lot of carbon emissions and everything but I feel still feel like it's a bit slow mm-hmm. uh in the in the current climate in the current crisis that we have now we need to change now it's not by 2030 it's not by 2050 like we need this now but I understand there's a lot of processes involved and you can't just change things overnight you can't be a, a weightlifter overnight so it's it's, yeah. it's a lot of things are happening and there's a lot of people and processes and companies involved but I feel like if the government would be more strict because as much as an individual it's, it's like the saying um, altogether we can make a big impact but as much as a single individual or as much impact as a single individual can make a bigger company can make an even bigger impact and these are the companies that are ruling the world so for yeah. example like coca-cola or h&m or pre-mark companies that are huge and create a lot of revenue if 
they start to implement change and the people and the, and the followers will start to implement change as well. So um, the government has a lot of hopes for it and a lot of um, rules that are hopefully going to be implied for companies. And I'm hoping that it, it's implied sooner than rather than later. Yeah. And it's also beneficial for them because then they will achieve their goals much sooner. And I was reading about this um, environmental goals that they had for conservation and, and out of the, I think, 20 goals that they had, they were they failed about 17. So it's really sad that they have all these yeah. goals in mind and all these prospects, which is fantastic. But you need to make change. You need to you need to actually do things to 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 reach them. So yeah. hopefully the Scottish government will will do that. But however, compared to other governments or other countries, Scotland is probably one of the most advanced ones that we've seen so far. So it's Good. it's promising, but yeah. we, we still need more. We still need yeah. more. But you know, I am really proud that prickly thistle. <laughs> yeah. And Claire yeah. and Maria <laughs> are, are there forging the way ahead with this wonderful project. I would like to thank you for listening. And if you want to ask us anything about our conversation today, send us a little email. We'll be l- delighted to talk with you. Maria, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye.